2: To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss.
0: Two black guys
2: with good Two black guys with good credit presents Sunday Conversations with Dion Nichols of Live Your Best Life for You. Alright,
0: so we are live. <laughs> awesome. So Janila Brown, welcome to Sunday Conversations with me, Dion
3: Nichols. Hi, <laughs> thank you so much for having me.
0: It is so good to have you. So, um, I always like to share how I've met my guests. Uh, uh, so, so for those who may or may not know my my journey during the pandemic, um, like many people, um, I really turned to my faith you know, and really started Mm -hmm. to uh, really stretch myself. Uh, I was actually getting on a prayer call uh, at 6 a.m. five days a week, (laughs) giving Mm -hmm. the Lord the first fruits of my day, um, which was really supportive, you know, just being in community during that time. Mm -hmm. And I remember a young lady giving her testimony at the top of the, the, the following year in January, you know, basically sharing how she's going into this new year with a sense of wholeness and completeness. And she mm. said, i have been working with this amazing therapist. I was mm-hmm. like, oh, I've got to find out who she is, you know, cause I have a <laughs> loved loved one who was really searching for a really good Christian counselor. And I reached out and here you are, and yes. the rest is history. <laughs> yes. So how I, I usually like to start, um, with my guests is to basically ask you you know like like Nike just do it right mm-hmm. what would be your your tagline Jadila Brown that really sun- sums up your your mission and identity on this planet
3: uh, it is encouraging uh, people to be healed to be whole and to be you be your authentic self. Beautiful, I love that.
0: Well, that leads into my next question, I guess, perfectly. Um, I would love for you to just share a little bit with the audience, um, a little bit of the story that drives that brand or mission statement that you just shared.
3: Oh, absolutely, absolutely. So, um, basically, at the age of 16, I found myself um, pregnant. And um, I have great support from my parents, but I've always been a firm believer in, um, you know, you make a mistake, you, there's consequences and you got to buckle down and make things happen in spite of. And um, with that, I just kind of persevered and moved forward with that. But it was still this feeling always of beating myself up. Like, how could you have done this, Little Like, really, you know better, you, you can do differently and things like that. And really like taking that on um, even into uh, adult life. So I'm, you know, single mom trying to figure things out, make things happen and really just beating myself up, like putting myself mm-hmm. down, um, not showing myself the same compassion that I would share to others. You know, I'm very compassionate, and I'm like, no, giving the benefit of the doubt. And towards myself, I was just like, oh, you messed up. Like yeah. it's the end of the world, and it always fighting and feeling like I was always fighting from a place of trying to overcome that, trying to right. overcome the stereotypes, trying to be um, more than and beat what the circumstances I were faced with. Mm-hmm. And and so it just really drove me to find and that's that. thing by the way, right? In, it's- Yeah, Yeah, it is. It is very exhausting. And um, much like you were saying with you tapping into your faith during the pandemic, you know, I went back to God and I was like, look, like this is not working. I'm stressed out. I'm tired. I'm overwhelmed all the time. Mm. Like, there's got to be more. And if you've forgiven me, like, why am I having such a hard time forgiving myself? Wow. And so in that, I just, you know, began to pray and began to to worship. And I'm like, I need this to, I need something to change. And as it changed in me and being able to forgive myself, to move past the hurt, um, the pain that mm-hmm. I was feeling, as I began to do that, I just began to encounter more and more people that were dealing with the same things. And that's been like the story of my life just they come into my life and I know that that was the purpose that God had for me to, to go through those things and to overcome so that I can help others. Like, no, it's okay. Like you made a mistake there. Yes. There are consequences to your actions, but you can be healed from this. You can be made whole. You can be your authentic self and, and, and find some, there. You know, love yourself, and then you'll find someone else to love you, and and just embracing the love that God has for us as well, and um, you know, uh, accepting His forgiveness
1: mm-hmm. uh, as well,
3: okay. mm-hmm. uh, because that's a big part of forgiving ourselves is accepting His forgiveness, and so that's really where it came from is just overcoming that and just realizing that a lot of things can cause people to. Weigh them down. You take on all these burdens, and and you have all of these cares and things like that. And it's just like, it's not worth it to live in the past and to dwell in the past. You have to be able to move forward, but you can't do that. You don't have the clarity of vision um, if you truly are not um, unloaded of these burdens and weights. Right,
0: right. How can you soar? Right. If we're yeah. all- Supposed to be eagles, you know, <laughs> right? We soar with all this heavy weight and baggage that actually is self inflicted. So, yes. a lot of it's we're actually getting in our own way. Yes, uh, and I love that what you said there that not allowing your past or those mistakes define who you are, yes. it's what you did, it's not who you are. Yeah. Absolutely. That's fantastic. Thank you so much for that. And so is that what later drove you to um, become a a board certified counselor? Naturally you were called, it seems like, but eventually you went on.
3: Yes, 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 yes. So it just became, um, like I said, I just kept finding people that were going through that. And um, I was actually at a job where I was a training manager. Mm -hmm. So I was in in, um, encountering all the new employees and it just seemed like by day two, they were like, so let me tell you about my life. (laughs) This is what I'm going through. And I was like, we just met, you know, like, yeah. they're just- giving me everything. And I was mm-hmm. like, there's something to this and, you know, uh, I'm definitely an intercessor. And so, you know, God really showed me that, you know, praying for these people, not just to, to hear what they're saying, but to really listen and, uh, begin to pray for the things that they were going through, mm-hmm. the things that they needed to be healed from. And with that, it just became, um, this kind of driving force where I had the opportunity and people were really coming to me. And I just said, you know what, let's just make this official Uh, and make sure that I have the support, education, mentors um, in the field uh, to be able to uh, provide the service to people on a bigger level.
0: Beautiful, and the name of your
3: practice, just to make sure that people know. Uh, The Vault Christian Counseling. And uh, the vault came from, so uh, my best friend, she was like, you're like the vault. Like she kept calling me that. She's like, you're like the vault. Like I never have to worry about my business Mm -hmm. getting out there. You know, I never, I tell you stuff and I don't hear it from somebody else. And she was like, the vault, you're the vault. And so as time progressed, I was like, the vault. Like,
0: I like that. That's amazing. I love to hear the story behind the story, you know? Yes, yes. Cool because people really know need everyone uh,
3: <laughs> yeah <laughs> it helps with her <laughs> yes because people do they really need a safe place that's to share it. you know yeah. everybody does not have that good friend that they can share with that keeps their secrets that understands that's trying to process and work through things with them uh everybody doesn't have that and so it's important to be able to provide that for people mm-hmm. absolutely um. That is gold. <laughs> that is gold.
0: Uh, when yes. you can find that, um, so it was actually for me um, late last year. I was actually uh, participating in a training called uh, Dare to Lead. You may have heard of Brené Brown. Yes. Her work. Yes. Yes. So uh, she was, we, were looking, we were looking at uh, leadership uh, from an unarmored place to be a better leader. And so that's when uh, during that training that they touched on the topic of self compassion, and I was quite intrigued by it. Um, so you may have, you may have heard of Kristen Neff. Yes. Um, yes, yes. So that's when I learned about her work. Um, and I'm I'm just curious. Uh, I know compassion now is a very central focus to your to your work. Um, if you could. Uh, def- define it for the audience, first of all. What what exactly is self-compassion?
3: Gotcha. So basically, um, how to define self-compassion is really the sympathetic consciousness, okay, of your distress, okay, coupled with a desire to alleviate it, okay? And so uh, what that means is, is that you're aware that you're in a distressed situation, but you've got the desire to alleviate it. Okay. And being sympathetic to that. Okay. Again, not beating yourself up. Mm -hmm. And
0: it's so funny. Why do you think that's our natural go-to to to go and berate ourselves versus uh, being a little kinder?
3: I mean, a lot of times I feel like people default to that because it's like, if I do it first, then when other people, you know, start to criticize me and it kind of builds up this wall It's like a defense, really. Mm -hmm. And so it's like this opportunity to get ahead of the get ahead of the get ahead of what may be potentially coming. And then it just kind of manifests and it stays there. Yeah. And you forget that it was just meant as a defense mechanism. And it's not it's not meant to be a place where you dwell. You know, we absolutely should take accountability for our actions, be responsible for our actions, but it's just not good to dwell there. Okay, find finding solutions and resolving the situation uh, and coming out on top.
0: Mm -hmm. It's interesting you should say that. Um, As you know, we'll be working together um, later this week uh, and working on this uh, eight week workshop series at a a college in the South Bronx. So we we actually are heard around the world. So that's why I kind of kind of give people a a point of reference. Um, So yes, and so my workshop is called the reset. So what we do know when we're we're about to take on something new, we're looking to reinvent ourselves, um, pivot, you know, there's going to be challenges. Mm-hmm. It's going to be <laughs> mistakes made, failures, right? Yes. Um, so I also realized just how important self-compassion is to the reset. So yes. having Janila come in and do a, just a, a whole, uh, just a specific module just on self-compassion, because it will sl- it, it will absolutely slow you down in the things that you want to achieve in your life, as you said, as you said right? Mm-hmm. If it flows there. Yes. So if you could take it a little step further about the impact, if you don't learn to increase your, your self-compassion,
3: mm. Yes, that's good. So yes, if you don't learn self-compassion, it does. It holds you um, it holds you in bondage if it prevents you from moving forward. You know, you can't really um, get out of it because the mindset is, is when you lack self-compassion and you're constantly beating yourself up and not really um, giving yourself, <clears throat> excuse me, a fair shake, you start to isolate,
0: mm.
3: okay? Mm. Um, you start to pull back from other people, okay? For fear of the criticism because now you've got it in your mind that this is reality. This is the only way that you can live and experience life. And so, but you don't want to see uh, other people become like a mirror to you where they become your reflection. And so their opinions start to weigh even more heavy than they should, because you believe that you're not good enough because you believe that you can't do it because you believe it. Now, when you see other people, you automatically assume that that's what they're believing about you too. And it's not Mm -hmm. true. It's not true. compounding effect. Yes. Yes. And so now you don't want to move forward. You don't want to accomplish anything. You don't want to make decisions. You don't want to make choices because you're afraid you're going to make the wrong one. Yeah. Yeah. And then it just spirals from there. And again, you go back to isolating yourself, you know, not seeking help, believing that you just don't deserve Mm -hmm. the very best. And we deserve the very best. We deserve to be loved. We deserve to be happy. We deserve to have peace, to have joy. We deserve all of those things. But we have to be able to see that for ourselves.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, part of what I also teach is the importance of self-trust. That's that's the T in the reset. Yes. And I also saw how that connects to self-compassion. It does. What we do know is the most important, important relationship you'll ever have is with yourself. And if you're nurturing that and being kind to that, how can you, how can you even trust yourself to take on new things as you were saying. Exactly.
3: Wow. It leaves you always playing from fear. uh, Always.
0: Yeah. So it goes back to fear. Yes. It goes back to fear. Wow. Mm -hmm. Amazing. You don't realize just how far reaching this is. That's why I was quite intrigued by this whole thing. So. If you could tell me, are there ways to build or what would be your best practices for building self-compassion?
3: Absolutely. Absolutely. I would say um, be fair to yourself. Um, And that's an acronym for uh, F stands for forgive yourself first. Okay, we have an acronym around here. So one more time. uh, Be fair to yourself. Mm -hmm. um, F-A-I-R. Okay. And so the S stands for uh, forgiving yourself. Okay. okay? Practically speaking, forgiving yourself really just looks like looking in the mirror and saying, I forgive you, you know, really taking it on and you say it as many times as you need to until you start to believe that Mm -hmm. you're forgiven. Um, just really resonating, letting that resonate with yourself. Like, I forgive you. I forgive you for the past decisions. I forgive you for whatever led us here. I forgive you. And it's erased. Mm. It's white's clean.
0: I like that okay. one.
3: I forgive and then the
0: second everything one. Everything that led us here. I think that that one really hit home. You mm-hmm. know, that's a good mm-hmm. one.
3: Okay. Yeah. Because you just let it pile up and mm-hmm. it becomes decision after decision. And it it's, you can always see Um, That's where the toiling and dwelling there begins is because you can always see what decision led to another decision, to another decision, to another decision. decision. And then you're like, why didn't I stop then? Why didn't I stop the cycle then? And it's like, no, just just let that go, because today is the day that you can stop it. You know, You, you woke up this morning. It's another opportunity to just let it go.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And that's what I heard in there. It's the letting go. It's the putting yes. it down, all of it. Because yes. it's what you just said, it's the toiling of all the little things that keeps rehearsing. But when mm-hmm. you just let go of all the things that led us here. Because there were also some things out of your control as well. We don't forget. Yeah. We don't want to forget that too. There's things you can control and there are some things Absolutely. on your control. So I'm going to let go of all the
3: things that led me here. Exactly, Nice. exactly. And then the second letter is um, A. Okay. Which it says, accept your perceived flaws. Okay. Um, so, and that's the big thing is what you perceive to be a flaw. I always say perception is deception, um, because what we perceive to be true is not usually the reality. And so being able to accept, um, what you perceive to be a downfall, even in those downfalls, even in those things that we consider weaknesses, there's strength in those. They can be used for our benefit. And so the things that we typically shy away from accomplishing and doing because we perceive that we're not strong in that area or we can't really accomplish it. And it's taking your weaknesses and looking at them and seeing them for how they can be strengths, how they can be utilized, and, and pointing out what is your strengths. You know, we are not perfect beings. We don't have everything all together. And the myth, like social media is a lie. All the, Mm. you know, the things that you see, the perceptions that people put out, people can be anybody on social media. You can't trust that. I
0: heard the quote, I actually heard the best quote uh, by Steve Furtick. He said, we are, we're comparing our behind the scenes with people's front, uh, what was it? With their highlight
3: reels. (laughs) Yes, 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 yes. (laughs) Yes, that's absolutely true. Yeah. Yeah. And and so we have to live in what is our reality. And the reality is, is that everybody has a weakness. Everybody has something that they perceive as a flaw, but you've got to use it and play it to your strength. Okay, so practically speaking, that's just saying, you know, if um, you feel like I'm pretty shy, I'm not really confident, but maybe behind the scenes, you are like awesome and, and you get stuff done as far as administrative, Play that up. That's what you're great at, you know. Um, and just begin to to see the value in what you do offer, what you bring to the table.
0: Beautiful. I heard self acceptance, uh, recognizing yes. your worth, and yes. your weaknesses. You can look them at, look at them as opportunities. Exactly. Exactly. Gaming, I think even your your language, right? From Yes. Weakness to opportun- well, I have a few opportunities, right, mm-hmm. that I'm working with. Nice. Okay. And now Uh, we're at I.
3: Yes. So I is involving yourself in others. And before I talked about the isolation piece, um, which can lead to um, when you are not being self-compassionate can lead you to isolation, involving yourself with others, because when you are around others, when you're building relationships and things like that, uh, typically other people are going to, to see the value that you don't see in yourself and give you encouragement. And, and that allows you, again, to just realize that you're not alone, you know, yeah. that other people are going through things. Other people are making poor choices. Other people are rising up and, and you are not alone. Like you're just not like people don't tell their testimonies and their stories enough. And we live in this like bubble that. No, it's only me. I'm the only one going through this. And it's just not true. But if you isolate yourself, then how do you know that there are other people out there who are going through your circumstance, have been through your circumstance and can offer you mentorship or guidance on how to really overcome?
0: Yeah, that's actually another T. Yes, the other T in, in reset, you know, is testimony. That yes. you just never know who may need to hear your story and who it yes. will be free. So for you, what you, what you, what you do actually go through in life, it's not just for you that eventually it's to be basically shared, you know? Uh, Absolutely.
3: Absolutely. Awesome. And then the uh, last letter is R, okay, which is reaching out. Okay. Uh, This is um, really huge because people are really afraid to reach out for help. Okay, Mm -hmm. and this is professional help. Whether it's uh, spiritual leaders, therapists, counselors, um, you know, even just strong mentors Mm -hmm. um, in uh, your relationships, is very important to reach out. Okay, and not be afraid. You know, the stigma is is that you know keep it to yourself. You know, keep things in. you'll figure it out. You know, people are embarrassed to say like, I go to counseling or I have a therapist because it's just like this shun thing. Like, well, you have to be crazy if you're going to a therapist. No, no. Seeking help, reaching out is really just the process. You know, really a lot of it is just, just going through and figuring out where the hurt started you know where things and and seeing patterns in your relationships in your life because everything starts from somewhere every behavior that we hold as adults starts somewhere either it was an observed behavior it was a counter to what we observed or it's something that um we just picked up along the way and that we have now manifested in our own lives. And so when we trace those things back, it helps us, I call it taking it out from the roots really to pluck things out from the roots so that they don't continue to grow back and disturb our lives and encounter our lives and uh, really getting down to the root cause of what's going on. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm happy to hear
0: that more people are reaching out during this pandemic. That yes. um, you know, professional help is actually they're they're getting inundated. Which is, um, I'm happy to hear that more and more we're talking about this. People yes. are seeing that you know um, that uh, they're less because they're seeing it more. That stigma is starting to starting to peel away. Which
3: is yes, a, yes, yes. And they, it's, it's been wonderful. And it really, the pandemic uh, was something that exposed mm-hmm. a lot of things that people were not dealing with. Yeah. Because we were busy, we mm-hmm. were going to work, we were in a cycle, in a routine. There wasn't time to sit and think about yeah. things or to feel. Things because it's easy to go. People get about their days, they get in their uh, cycles, and then they just stop feeling. And the pandemic exposed a lot of those things that people were feeling that they were brushing under the rug and just trying to maintain and trying to hold things together, not really Mm -hmm. dealing with the grief, traumas, and things like that that had happened to them. And I think the pandemic brought out this like, hey, kind of hit people in the face wow. and it's like you have to deal with me i'm here mm-hmm. like and so it's it's been a wonderful thing to to be busy to yeah. be able to help more people and to have people um, reach out and it's been even more encouraging that it's more men as yes. well reaching out mm-hmm. um, because that was a thing before like men don't really talk about and share their feelings so it's been very encouraging to encounter that. Uh, where more men are accepting, like, hey, I just need to talk to someone, mm-hmm. you know? That's a
0: good, actually, a good point you just brought up. Would you say there's a difference when it comes to gender with regards to, our, do w- women tend to be a little more self-compassionate? Are men, or who's harder on each other? Who's who's harder on themselves? I'm just wondering if there's even a, a
3: stat or anything like that. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. So, um, you know, just generally speaking, um, typically women tend to be harder on themselves, um, because we are nurturing emotional. We tend to take on more. And so we tend to, we're taking on, you know, other people in our lives, emotional, mm-hmm. uh, yes. weights, baggage and mm-hmm. things like that. Mm-hmm. And so that does tend to make us a little more, uh, less self-compassionate, sorry, make us less, more less self-compassionate. I love it. I'm always
0: learning something every day. Uh, Let's see, where did I want to go next? Um, Well, you just brought up a good, good segue. Actually, I was wondering, is there a way for us to um, foster this earlier in our kids? Is there a way to sort of plant Mm -hmm. these self-compassionate seeds earlier? That's
3: a good question. That's a good question. And absolutely. Um, There are definitely ways to build that up. Uh, uh, It's always going to start by us being the example Mm -hmm. of what self-compassion looks like. So if your kids are always witnessing you like, oh my gosh, I can't believe you did how you talk to yourself. It really is negative self-talk. Um, That can bring about less self-compassion towards ourselves. And so if your children are witnessing this, just encouraging them to affirm themselves um, with affirmations every morning, uh, just to, again, stand in the mirror like it's okay when they make a mistake. Okay, Um, when they uh, don't do things the way that they should, going back and saying, hey, it's not the end of the world and we move forward not we brush over it and we don't address it mm-hmm. we address it mm-hmm. here's your consequence but you can move on like we're not going to dwell on it we're not going to hang here and and building that up and constantly reinforcing that with your children will help to build like they will have self compassion towards themselves
0: nice thank you for that and one thing i always remember again and it goes back to language right is is letting them know that you you did this thing but it's not it's not you so you did a you may have done a a bad thing you're but you're not bad right yes yes thank you for that um do you have any any resources, whether it's books or blogs or, I don't know, YouTube channels, things that you, your go-tos or what you like to, to offer your clients that you have found useful around, you know, building self-compassion?
3: Gotcha. So um, there are actually, um, it's a book called Think Positive
0: mm-hmm.
3: um, that uh, you can get as well as, um, you mentioned Kristen Ness. Um, She's just really good with um, breaking down self-compassion um, and giving practical ways to do that. Um, and then there's also, um, sorry, I'm going through my library. I'm like, oh, a question. question. <laughs> um, yeah, I think positive, definitely. Um, Jack uh, Canfield has some really good ones. And then, um, There is Start um, by uh, John Acuff. And it's really about starting things like getting started. But in that book, he really talks about um, how to get started. And I think it dives into the self-compassion piece of holding us back, like the things that hold us back. He really attacks that piece of it, Mm -hmm. um, the things that prevent us from getting started. And it taps in so much to self-compassion because it really is us holding ourselves back. Mm -hmm. Um, So I Mm -hmm. recommend that book as well
0: it's it's interesting to see how how far reaching it really is so some people think i'm just i'm just procrastinating just because i'm procrastinating but maybe you want to look at your level of self compassion mhm yes
3: yeah. yes i really it dives into i mean we talked about the fear and you just mentioned uh, procrastination uh, really it, it it debilitates you and it limits your scope of how you think about yourself and, and so it does. It prevents you from pursuing goals, um, visions, things like that, that you have on your heart. It's like, but can I really do this? Mm-hmm. You start to second guess, like yourself and everything. And just having that courage to step outside of yourself and say, look, like it's okay. Like you can make wise choices. You can be better than what I call yester you, um, mm-hmm. which is you from yesterday. You can be better than yesterday. Every day we wake up, we have a new opportunity um, to be encouraged. We have a new opportunity um, to live life as however we see fit, however it's been placed in us and to live on purpose. And so if we take each day and we just decide that, hey, yesterday is gone, can't do anything about that. OK, but what I can do is impact today. So how am I going to impact my today? Mm-hmm. Okay, How am I going to impact this hour, this moment and cease every moment that we have available? As long as you're breathing, you have an opportunity to keep living and doing your very best. And that's all that we can ask of ourselves.
0: Yes. I mean, how can we be present in the moment? If our mind is racing, saying all these things that we cannot do and, and all that, all that we're not, right? Yeah. How can we be fully present and even just focused on the future if we're still just, and exactly. I think why you were saying earlier too, um, the importance of reaching out and being in community. Because what we know is these thoughts can't breed once right. they actually are spoken out, Right. Yes. That's the only way they can't live once you've spoken it out. So that's right. why the isolation, you know, um, is so detrimental because mm-hmm. you're by yourself with the thoughts. Um, but the moment you like you said, you you speak it out, you get into community, you're sharing, or whether that's with a professional, um, it can no longer live. So you can exactly. make room, mental
3: space for what you do want to create, right? Yes, yes. Yeah. You got you have yeah. no room. Like if you have, if you're holding on to, it's just like you talk about if you're holding on to something, then you have no room to grab anything else. And so the space that is occupied in your thoughts with toiling about past things, there's no space to be new, innovative, and creative, Mm -hmm. you know, because you're toiling on that. And then I wanted to go back to the parent piece too, um, because like I said, I was young. I was a young single mom. And with that, Um, in not passing that on to your children and again, having that self-compassion, like it really did begin to manifest in a way that um, was unhealthy because I was always parenting from that place too.
0: Um,
3: I was parenting from my lack of self-compassion for myself and always just overthinking things and trying to make sure like, well, I don't want you to make these decisions. I don't want you to make that. I don't want you to be like this and really just overdoing it. Yeah. And you know, it really was stepping back and allowing God to come in and like I was just like this isn't fair. Mm-hmm. You know, he he does not deserve to further have more consequences compounded on him because of my actions. Because I'm hurting because I'm in a bad place and you know just really making sure that um you heal and get over get past things, I don't say you get over it, but get past Mm -hmm. past and heal from it and, and be made whole because then you can be authentically you and stop damaging and hurting others around you.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And I think you just, uh, also touched on something really important because interestingly, I just had a conversation around this with one of my coaching clients because she content, she had a tendency of being hard on herself and realized she was projecting that on her friendships. So mm-hmm. there was a, a lack of trust around friendship. Um, she held them into a very high standard. And then if you didn't meet that expectation, right? hmm Cancel, that, that cancel culture going on, right? Yes. Uh, so the way you said you were, it manifested in your parenting. If you're not very self-compassionate to yourself, then you may not have as much compassion for, uh, if your friends make a mistake, right. um, you see the homeless person on the street, it's yes. hard to have compassion for that person who may, may need that dollar. So we see again how it's it starts with you, but then it it can seep into your yes. relationship with your creator, right? Yes. If you can't Absolutely. trust him, you can't, you know, all that ties in. It's, it's amazing.
3: Wow. Yes. And you said something very key about the expectations. Like we have such um, strong expectations of how things are supposed to go. Mm -hmm. It's like we've built this whole image, this whole life. I mean, they talk about when you're young and you picture your whole wedding day and things like that. We just have all these level of expectations and we've built them up so and and, in It's like the second something does not meet that expectation, it's like yeah, end of the line. Yeah. And it's like, no, 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 no. No, 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 no. There's forgiveness. You can have grace with yourself to say, no, like I didn't meet this expectation. I I may have not have met this goal. Okay. But just like with New Year's resolutions, okay, we don't make our new year's resolutions that people make i prefer goals and Mm -hmm. and build our vision board as a family um we do that together and just really setting actionable items and that is something that our children have been able to see we check off things and sometimes things don't get checked off and it's like okay we'll just roll it over to the next year we're still living we're breathing that's another opportunity we didn't make it this year it's okay Okay. it's not the end of the world Mm -hmm. let's move forward and carry it over. So if we got added to the list again, we, we added to the list again, but right. yeah, just not dwelling there and hanging on it and, and making sure that the expectations that you have are, are realistic. They're practical. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, not that you don't dream big. Okay. Definitely a believer in dreaming big. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Limitless possibility type of gal. So we, we no what are we hang. Okay. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. However, and so, however. <laughs> <you're> right. <laughs> you said, you, I actually talked about this last week, the importance of smart goals, right? Because we want to be able achievable, right? So we don't self-defeat ourselves. So right. yeah. Right. Wow. So, so sorry, did you have something to add?
3: Oh no, I was just gonna say, yeah, just not, you know. You you want to make your goals, but it's like if you don't, that damaging self talk is just it's it's not productive. Yeah, it's it's just not.
0: And talk about a perfect way to model for your children. So I love this idea of doing a family vision board party. That's nice.
3: Yes, it's a lot of fun. Our kids enjoy it. I have uh, well, my son he's older now. He's uh, turning twenty next month. And then um, I have two daughters that are 12 and 10. Mm -hmm. And they really enjoy the process of just being able to set their own goals, uh, things that they want to accomplish for the year. And we celebrate very hard when we accomplish a goal, we can check something off. And again, just, you know, hey, if we. You know, miss the mark, or how can we look at this? Maybe, maybe the steps, because we always put steps like, how are we going to achieve the goal? That's a part Mm -hmm. of the SMART goals. Um, And making sure that, you know, maybe our steps weren't in alignment, really weren't really practical to help us get there.
0: Very nice. Um, It's funny because when I do talk about vision boarding in my my reset uh, workshop, it's mm-hmm. not just jumping to the cutting and pasting. So I love the fact that you said that you actually do plan out your yes. goals, your sub goals, your actual steps, and then then you start creating the vision, right? So, yes, yes. Well, you yes make yes. the vision, make it plain, and then you you know right
3: execute, it. and then they can yeah. see. And it's so we actually use that when we talk about they can see and they will run with it. And so how we can help each other make our goals and so holding each other accountable to making our goals and what is our part like because sometimes you set goals that need other people and that's why again going back to that reaching out involving yourselves with others because we have things and we just can't do everything on our own but when you build a community and a support system where you can support one another you we can do even greater things
0: yeah, I had a mentor say that doing things alone is a poverty mindset. Mm, yeah, that's good. Oh, mm-hmm. So
3: Janela, what is next for you? Well, uh, right now I am working on uh, issuing out some shirts to go with the counseling Um that issuing out some shirts, um, starting a merchandise line, as well as mm-hmm. I wanted to create a, a um, counseling journal um, mm-hmm. where my clients can write their notes from their sessions in there. Also have, um, you know, whatever their prayers are, dreams, goals, visions, and things like that. So that's in the works mix. Mm-hmm. That's exciting. Well, keep me posted. You know, I'm
0: Absolutely. a life and wardrobe stylist and I like to support you know, uh, special, especially female Black-owned businesses. I'm all about it. So definitely keep me keep me in mind. Absolutely. Um, and where can the people find
3: you? Uh, so you can find me on uh, Instagram at uh, thevaultcc10. Uh, you can also find me on my website at uh, thevaultcc.org. And you can also find me on uh, Facebook under my name, Janila Brown. And yes. Very nice.
2: Stay tuned for the conclusion of Sunday Conversations with Dion Nichols of Live Your Best Life for You after this short sponsor break.
0: This message is brought to you by... Enox Foliage Real Estate School, which was founded by Mrs. Patricia Johnson in 2019. The school is located in Brooklyn, New York, licensed with the state of New York, and offers the 75-hour real estate sales licensing course, along with a new property management course. Classes are taught on location, and the 75-hour real estate sales licensing course will also be taught online. We welcome students of all backgrounds. So to learn more, call 347-404-7233 or visit them at enoxfoliagerealty.com. That's E-N-O-C-H-S foliage, F-O-L-E. I-A-G-E realty.com and make sure you follow them and check them out on Instagram and Facebook at Enox Foliage Real Estate
1: School. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen
2: Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. So
0: you have it all here, people. Make sure you connect with Janela. Uh, thank you for this amazing conversation. I always say nothing happens by accident. When I had reached out to you, um, I mean, I did not know that Uh, a specialty or focus of your, of your practice was self-compassion. And when you told me Dion, that's a, that's a a topic that's near and dear to my heart. I was like, wow. (laughs) yeah,
3: (laughs) Right. Um, Right on purpose. (laughs) Yeah.
0: So I'm, I'm I'm really happy that our, our paths crossed. Um, I just want to say to everyone, you know, uh, take a moment to be a little kinder to yourself, the quality of your life, depends on it. All right. Absolutely. So thank you so much, Dion. Uh, thank you. So to everyone to add to the conversation or ask questions, feel free to email me at Dion at live your best life for you. Uh, you can DM me on Instagram or Facebook at, at Dion Nichols. And feel free to visit my website to stay up to date on the latest uh, and greatest at live your best life for you.com and have a beautiful day full of everyday miracles. Hi, this is Janice Torres from Yo Quiero Dinero. From a local business to a global corporation, partnering with Bank of America gives your operation access to exclusive digital tools,